I'm having issues with notifications on several apps. Well, the communication app that we use for the funeral homes, you and Megan both say you can't work. No, no, I don't get notifications. Oh, not just that one? No, no, have? it's it's primarily that one. I just don't get notifications for it. But I turn mine off intentionally. I go and look intentionally, so it's probably better. Yeah. I'm not uh, utilizing very much social media anymore, so I probably don't even need those apps on my phone. I haven't been either. Uh-uh, I don't miss it either. Is it a bad thing? Like Gary V's, like, you know, let's leverage our... I just don't want to. Gary V posts way too much. His Instagram stories that, are like 30. Do you think they're creative, though? No. Mm. Sorry, it's not Gary. my thing. Little little pictures of Gary, and you swipe up, and no. <laughs> I think that like model served him well for a time. I think it's time to kind of evolve past that. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> Dude's doing fine on his He's own. He's doing great. He wants to own the Eagles. I Jets. just same thing. Yep. They actually it was a won. green team. They won yesterday. They played the Giants. Both New York teams, like one and seven and one was two and seven. And then the Jets won and now they're how both. How come I didn't know? I, I don't know how I got that wrong because I literally read that yesterday. Yeah, he wants to own the Jets. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I think it, I think the Jets are available. Probably for a premium price too. Well, yeah. not like yeah, like a prime price is what yeah, I'm getting at. Yeah, I think... Uh, like 1999 or something. Mm-hmm. Order order by midnight. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch those infomercials when you were a kid? And yes. Regular programming would go off. Set it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. I have a lot of emotions going on right now about what just happened. I mean, I can go back to 1999, 2000, and literally start eating chips at like two in the morning while my friends are watching infomercials drunk oh didn't see that coming really yeah yeah they're they're passed out and i'm i didn't sleep much so i would just eat chips that's literally my high school life i just ate chips and didn't sleep at two in the morning yes that's awesome yes uh i have heard from a couple of listeners recently who have said such good things about you'll die trying and here we are negligent we're we're we were in a season. The season was of giving of to others in the sense of physical form, and it wasn't us being present here. It's a season. It was a season. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. One hundred seven. Getting back. One hundred six. Seven. Seven. It's one hundred seven. Okay. You're not going to believe me. But that's okay. You can check it. Getting back in the swing of things. I'm excited to be here. I'm Jonathan Carroll. I'm Nathan Morris. This is You'll Die Trying, the podcast. Not a podcast, just the podcast. Forget it. <laughs> I wanted to uh, ask a question for you uh, and for our listeners to consider about charisma. I like charisma. There are certain people who can enter a room and you know they are there. Like you. Well, I don't think so at all. But like 
there are there are certain people of history, one would say, who just have that spark, that special presence, that energy, that aura. And I think the word assigned to that is charisma. It's a pretty word. It is. It comes from the Greek word charis, which means grace. Hmm. Someone who is full of grace. Whom, whose presence have you been in, uh, have you encountered? I'll say. Whose presence have you encountered where you thought that person has it? Has. And I can't say you. Charisma. Right? I can't right. say you. Right. Okay. Last week, I was at our new funeral home, and there is the director of housekeeping, Martha. Yes. She has charisma. She walks into any environment in which she's, you know, making better, and she just has this way about her. She's not so much loud like your cell phone. She is just... (laughs) Did you like that? This bump, that was so... Witty and quick. She she just is. She says she's blessed. She has a great attitude. She's she has charisma. I said to her on Friday because she was leaving and I was leaving to come back home. I right. said I'm going to miss seeing your beautiful, smiling, shining face. <clears throat> she said nice. thank you. That's Martha, yeah, director of housekeeping at AF Crow. Well, when you think of someone who has charisma, mm-hmm. it's hard to, like, you know when you're in their presence. I have heard stories about certain politicians, and I will refrain from naming them. Okay, thank you. Uh, but I've heard that they have an exquisite charisma. And then I had an opportunity to be in the same room w- with the, those people. And, I mean, it, it was true. Like them or despise them. They have whatever, quote, it is. You can't. Martin Luther King was said to have it. I think people might say Oprah Winfrey might have it. Certain presidents have had it. You get a... Sorry, we're having serious conversations. So I think two things are are true. I think one, we we are almost magically attracted to some people and two we really can't put our finger on why that's what i was going to ask you is it something that can be trained and i don't think that's a that's a that it can i do think though that there are things that we can do to increase our own charismatic presence our our own charismatic power and our own charismatic warmth and those three things are presence power and warmth hmm like mm. what I did there. Yeah, I do. I did. So think of someone you know who has presence, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? We call it different things. We call it swag. Mm-hmm. We call it confidence. We call it, some people might call it arrogance. Even. Ar- I yes, think there's a big a difference, right? There's a, there's, there are people who just stand there and they have it. They just have it. A certain comfortableness in their own skin whether they are poised to be quiet and listen or whether they are the ones who might be speaking, whether they're talking to one person or many. A person who has presence is someone who can talk to you and you believe that you're the only person in the room because they're just talking to you. 
there might be a line 600 deep of people who are going to have the same encounter you're having. But in that moment, because that person is so present, you feel like you're the only person who matters. Mm -hmm. They're not looking around, seeing who else, you know, is, is there a better offer on the table of someone else I could talk to right now? They're just there to be with you. For that I see moment. a lot of those side eyes going on at the, oh, at the gatherings yeah. we go yeah. to. It's like, oh, save me, save me, save me. Yeah, someone will be looking around like, oh, <laughs> hey, sorry, I'm going to go talk to, oh, where, how'd you even know they were over there? You were, you know, because Ooh. they weren't present. Yeah. Right. Oftentimes that's because they are uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I'm, I like being with people in conversation at things like that, at gatherings and galas and cocktail parties and events. I like to be one-on-one or, or a small group and we're talking and catching up and I, I enjoy that. I'm not one who is looking around like, oh, is there, is there something else better going on? I like, I like to be present. Because the answer is no, there's not. Correct. Can I have this pull, this beautiful sweater? I love Thank it. You. Can Thank I have you. it? Well, of course. You would give that to me. Yes. I really like it. We Thank have, you. Hey, I have an idea. Yeah. Will you just like, like go get me one? Leave it. Or leave it, yeah. I, I can tell you where you can go get one. Okay. Um, power. Talk to me about power. It gets such a bad reputation, power. Power is... I think of power, the immediate reaction is you think of like flexing mm. like power, like lifting cars above your head power, but it's not that. It's power is sometimes in not pushing the button. Right, restraint. Mm -hmm. Talk about flex. Not everyone knows what flex means in a world of social media. Mm. Flex is, you know, like, oh, I'm going to flex and on them and show them that I'm the boss, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Well, this is the way that it's done here. Well, we're not doing it that way because this is how I say it, and I'm the owner, I'm the boss. That's flexing, kind of. That's a terrible example, but... If we were recording a podcast from a $250,000 sports car, you know, we were like, hey, look at us. <laughs> yeah, that is, flex. that is flexing. Yeah, that's flexing. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. hear the engine. Uh, have you ever had the feeling that... Um, you didn't deserve or you weren't worthy of the position you're in. Yes. There are a lot of people out there who would say, sometimes I feel like I'm a fraud. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, take a, a, a person who gets promoted to a, a, another position at their, at their place of employment. Mm -hmm. They've been around it for a long time, but they don't necessarily know what all is entailed. And they might think, gosh, I don't, I don't deserve to be here, and I don't really even know what I'm doing. I hope no one finds out. They, we call that imposter syndrome. Hope nobody finds out that I'm the leader. <laughs> hope, hope, yeah, <laughs> hope, my, hope nobody finds out that I don't know what I'm doing in this leadership oh. position, like that I'm just whistling in the dark or you know, pissing in the wind or some other analogy that means I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to try it anyway. And there are, people, there are times when people in leadership positions are shooting from the hip. They don't know. They've never had the experience of this situation. They're drawing on the resources of their best wisdom and their best and clearest thinking. But, I mean, okay, here it goes. You know, close your eyes and throw the dart and hope that it lands somewhere that's, you know, good and high points and you don't kill anyone. Right. Imposter syndrome, feeling like I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know how I got here. I feel very lucky and maybe I don't even deserve this. And I think that eats into our sense of power. That self-imposed barrier that says, I shouldn't be here. As opposed to having confidence and saying, I 
am grateful for this opportunity, and there's a lot that I don't know, but I'm going to learn it. Like Kevin, the new managing director of the location. Been there 20-something years. Yeah. Knows a ton. Totally worthy of the of the position. And I'm not saying he has imposter syndrome, but I think that there might be some... some if I were in his shoes, I'd be like, oh my gosh, am I am I capable? And do I, do I deserve this? But yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oftentimes, the higher up the ladder we climb, the more intense that imposter syndrome can can feel. What if you came in this office and I was rolling around in this area of rug crying? You mean again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the other the other pillar of of charisma is warmth. Would you consider yourself someone who who emits a warmth? Yes. Good. Yes, I do. This one's not easy to fake. You can't. You can't fake this. People mm-hmm. can. People can can sense this one. Yes, people are very perceptive if mm-hmm. they're awake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got to be woke to this. I'm woke. Yeah, they have to be aware, and 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 people signal kindness. People signal acceptance. You know it. You can walk in a place and know. Ooh, these employees don't get along. There's a conflict in the air. Yep, you can feel it. You can feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. That you song. Be can you feel the love tonight? You almost did it, but you didn't tonight. That's the what Lion. you almost did. I know. I love that. I love that whole enterprise of the Lion King. Although I haven't seen the new one. It's available. Is it? Yeah, on demand. Okay. For twenty nine ninety nine, you can stream it for six hours. So uh, <laughs> what do you think? What, what, what wisdom would you give to people who want to be more charismatic? Who, let, let's talk about people who are in sales. I got a text this morning. This goes perfectly with with what we're talking about, and I really liked it. I'm going to share it with you, okay? I have this uh, mentor of mine who sends me these kinds of things. The number one underlying reason why the 5% succeed, be it in sports, business, or leadership, any other field for that matter, is because of this. They're willing to do more than what's been asked. They're doing more than. So Mm -hmm. if you want to be more warm, then be more warm. Mm -hmm. Be more welcoming. Open the door. Be conscientious of that smile. Look into the eyes of the people talking to you, whether they have a little or a lot, and just be present. I think going above and beyond to be more, give more, give more. Give I love more. it. Listen to what Dr. Antonicus says about... What the heck? About I think I just quoted Dr. Seuss. <laughs> no, no. About charisma. <laughs> Who did you say? Dr. Antonicus? Yeah, Dr. Antonicus. I can't remember his first name. He's, he says that the most charismatic people in a room are storytellers, and they speak with metaphor, which provides substance to a conversation. They're not just recounting events. They are enriching and paraphrasing, using gestures and energetic body language and vocal inflections to frame key points. They are experts at using moral conviction and reflections of group sentiment as well as employing questions, even rhetorical ones, that keep people engaged. They tell a good story. They're comfortable speaking. They like people, and they are liked because they are engaged. That wasn't a quotation. That was kind of a summary. Okay, so you started a quote, and then you summarized. Yes, I ended the quote with... Let me find it. Well, all of that was so beautiful. I just was. I, I, I ended was, the quote with. Um, you're supposed to say end in quote. Short. They just tell a good story. End quote. There you go. And <laughs> end quote. I think that anybody can radiate presence 
and can embody can power and can be warm. Absolutely. Okay. I think it's learned behavior. Now, are some people naturals? Yeah. Okay. But even those naturals have learned to be better. Like the sweet little people that little old ladies, you know, that are just quite timid and then, you know, they grew up during the Great Depression and yes. then, you know, they're not, they're not. Right. But if they wanted to learn, they could do it. Yeah, they definitely don't. They would much I, rather just. I'll use my, I'll use my, I'm going to use my wife as an example. Okay. She's just. She's so timid. Like, <laughs> she's definitely not timid, but it's interesting because like probably three quarters of the population, she doesn't feel altogether comfortable in public speaking situations. Wouldn't have known that. But if you've ever seen her at Impact 100 or any of the other places where she has an opportunity to speak in front of large groups, mm -hmm. she just kills it. I've heard that she speaks very well. Yeah, and it's... I, I think people can learn how to combat their anxieties and their worry and their nervousness and their fear of what other people might be thinking, which ultimately is what fear of public speaking is. It's fear of saying something or doing something that's going to make you feel embarrassed because of what other people think, right? You can learn to let go of that. You can learn to channel that. You can learn to create something positive and powerful out of that. And when you do, that's when you find people who may not see themselves as naturally charismatic, although she's naturally charismatic, but there are people who aren't, who can become more so. There are certain people who just aren't going to. Mm -hmm. They have too many self-imposed uh, barriers and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I think it's important for people who are managing staff to hold uh, charis charisma training to help people understand that charisma is... You can have charisma training? Yes, that's part of what I'm... I'm talking, talking about. about right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can train people. You know, recently there was an etiquette workshop here. Yes. At Haley McGinnis Funeral Home for the Morris Family Services team. Right. Across all locations. And uh, the invited speaker came and talked about some social norms and, um, and normative behaviors and kind of rules of etiquette. The, that's that's a kind of training that can make you more at home in your own skin and can make you more uh, professional, sensitive, aware of yourself and others. And that's all a charismatic person is. They understand what people are feeling in the moment. Yeah. They make them the number one priority. They listen with intent, not to speak, but to really hear and understand and to accept. And they engage with anecdotes and stories that that bring people in and make them feel like they're a part of the narrative and they feel great. As we talked about before, all you have to do is ask questions of people and they'll think you're the most interesting person in the room. They were so nice. Yeah, that was the nicest person. Really, what do you know about them? Well, you just was really interested in me. That's because being interested in people is what we all want. We all want people. You know, I can't tell you how many times because I love asking people questions. I mean, I think I maybe go too far and I need a swinging light bulb in a <laughs> yeah. cold room and yeah. bad coffee. Did people I tell you the story about my uncle that did that? Interrogated. Yeah, you know, like interrogated the, the master plumber that came to our house. <laughs> no, it wasn't the plumber. It was the uh, HVAC guy. Oh, right. Yeah, he was like, oh, I could tell he had some... What are you looking at my watch? It lit up. Sorry, it's because I slapped my leg. Anyway, yeah, you, you're, you're an elegant... Inter interrogator i just am interested in people's stories yeah 
and um, sorry, and I have a, an opportunity to hear them sometimes, and I just love it. So it's it's by no means anything I'm doing on purpose to. <laughs> Dr. Carol and I are literally pretzeling unintentionally our legs. This is not intentional. Everywhere we go to move, it's like we just keep intertwining. <laughs> it's like he's leaning back and I'm... Long legs. Long duck done. What do you think you need to do <clears throat> to become a more charismatic person? I need to... Well, first and foremost, I've been... Because I've been so... Bi- that was awesome. Thank you. Can I explain what you did? Sure. You know, the microphones that we use are, are studio radio microphones they have the pop filter that we currently have but they also have another filter that comes with them and the other filter was sitting on the podcast desk and dr carol decides well i'm going to filter my cough that you could hear like he coughed into it but he coughed into the filter or you could still hear it yes absolutely (laughs) can you still hear this that sounds different I was a filter within the filter. What do you need to be more charismatic? I think I need to, this is, sounds like a stupid response, but be around people more. You know, when you're yeah. around people, as much as we are within our professional, we go home. You know, you can be charismatic at work, mm. but you need to be charismatic in personal life too. Not just in your confined, like your comfortable little home. I'm not even saying just that. I, am I? I'm not explaining it well. I don't think I'm explaining it well. I'm, I'm listening. I think I need to be more mindful to be more present. And not just recluse myself. Gotcha. I think that's a very good start. More presence. More presence. Not just at work, not just being present with my family, but like going out of my way and being present within the community. Okay. I don't know how that looks, but I think that's a good starting point because how can you be more charismatic if you're not present to be that? If you're not around people to receive that quote gift of grace, that charis. I know how I have been charismatic though. I have this rule, and I wave at everybody. I wave at everyone. Mm. I literally, if I make eye contact to you while driving, while running, while walking the kid, and you're passing me, whether it's a a slow, quick speed, Mm. I wave at you and smile. I think that's kind. I like to honk at people and wave, and they don't know who I am, and I don't know who they are, and my... Family's always like, who's that? And I said, I have no idea. It's my ministry of waving. I love it. It makes me happier. And I know I like getting waved at. Yeah. Right? I'm only sensitive to it when it comes to females uh, because I don't want to appear to be like the creeper. Yeah, that too. Well, that's why I said it here on this 107th episode. Like, I'm not flirting. I wave at young, old man, woman. Yeah. I, I wave at everybody. I know on those walks and runs that I used to do before I decided I was going to settle in and become Jabba the Hutt, (laughs) that I would pass runners and walkers and cyclists, and if they were men or in a group, I would always wave. But if it was like an individual female, I would just kind of head down. Because I think I'm, I'm encouraged to understand because I have all these lovely and strong women in my life that women do not have the comfort of walking on a public street or walking the neighborhood at night or going to their car at the grocery without wondering, right. is there a threat? Yep. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't understand it because I don't have that. It's not like, I mean, 
I'm sure that my my wife would kick somebody's ass quicker than I would, but because of my size, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, it's maybe a little bit of a deterrent. But but women don't have that, and I think that is grossly unjust and really very sad mm-hmm. that your wife and mine and my daughters have to grow up in in that world. Um, so I'm I'm very I try to be anyway cognizant of uh, of what it's like in anybody else's shoes. And that's one of those moments where I'm really sensitive to that, well, as I some, know you are too. If someone sees, you know, a guy in a black vehicle with his hair touching the ceiling, waving <laughs> at you, and you're a female, I'm not flirting with you. I'm being just, I'm being kind. Yeah. I'm going home to my wife and my three children. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I want to see if this is gonna be loud. Nathan's opening one of those. Uh, it's kind of it's technically. It's like, a, like candy. It's a butter I mean, mint, right? It's, it's it's so delicious, and you don't you don't you know like a, a red and white peppermint. You kind of enjoy for a minute. These are just. Oh, that was a hard one. Ooh, that didn't sound. Um, That's not at all what that was supposed to have been. It was supposed to be soft, yeah. and and I think I just broke my tooth. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would be. Um. We're, so yeah, we might want to consider some charisma training. And maybe we could invite others who have employees who are struggling mm-hmm. in the area of self-confidence to attend and learn uh, of what it means to be to sit in one's power and to remove the self-imposed barriers of a failure of confidence or a failure of nerve to really sit in their presence as well as their power and to exude warmth so that people know that they're invited and welcomed. Be on the lookout for YDT charisma training. Charisma is the bourbon to the belly, but for people. I don't think I said that right. It's an analogy, right? Like a like yeah, an SAT like question. You take a bourbon nice, is to the belly what charisma is to blank. Bourbon is to the belly what charisma is to the soul. To the. I don't know. I think bourbon is to the brain, not the belly. Although, but it goes down warm. It's warm, and that's where you're going with that. Yeah, kind of like peeing in your pants is like happiness for just a split second, though. Everybody gets cold, sees it, but only you feel its warmth. For, oh, yes, until it gets cold. But it gets cold quick. Whew. Not does it? My friend told me. Oh, I'm asking for a friend. Mm. Okay, well, that's um, that's that's really what I wanted to say about charisma. That's pretty much it. That's, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> That's it. You mean the war in Vietnam? Have you ever watched that movie all the way through? Force Gump? Yes, like seven times. Do you like it? Yes, a lot. I don't know that I've ever seen it all the way through. Someone mentioned the other day some part of the story, and I thought, I don't, I don't remember that. It's good. It's a good movie. It's very good. I haven't seen any movies recently. Have you? Yes. Oh, yes. Halloween. I watched my first. The original? No. Oh. I think it was the 2018. It wasn't like a Halloween 74 or something. Okay. <laughs> came out in 2018. Jamie Lee Curtis came back. I watched the whole scary movie all the way through, and I bragged on myself. Shut up. I don't like scary movies. I don't. I don't you watch You watch figure skating. Oh, yeah. I don't like scary movies. I was say, you watch figure skating? You know what I'm starting to really do is I'm starting to own certain things. I think this is a part of getting old that I'm enjoying. 
I can own certain things unapologetically. Mm-hmm. A few things at the top of my list. Number one, I don't like animals. Surprises me, but okay. I don't want animals in my house anymore. I've had dogs, birds, fish. I've never appreciated cats. I'm not seeking right. to hurt anyone's feelings don't who call love Peta. cats. Please don't leave dirty word, uh, comments in our comments. Dirty section. words. Please leave dirty words, though. That'd be funny. I, that's really <laughs> that funny. That would be awesome. Yeah. But I'm not, I just, I don't want, uh, animals intimidate me. They're unpredictable. They're, I mean, it's a little fluffy thing who, when you're sleeping, could rip your face off if Absolutely. it wanted to. Yes, it really could. I'm talking about pets. Yes. Okay, not your kids. No, those kids are something else. My kid today literally went up to her five, to, to his teacher and said, hey, my mom forgot my, my child seat, so I'm going to ride with my friend because they're going on a field trip. So the teacher calls Megan and says, hey, this is Miss Meyer. Did you forget the car seat and you're going to let him ride with his friend? She's like, what the hell? No, what? Wow. So, oh, he kid. spun a narrative. Yeah, he spun a narrative. He's five years old. I uh, First of all, I have two stories about this. Number one is uh, when Joy was growing up, her dad, it was a snowstorm. He was taking her to school, and he slid, and he hit someone's mailbox. And she was a crossing guard at the school. So she thought of herself as a part of this kind of security team at school. This was when she was in second grade. And she went and told the teacher that her dad had hit someone's mailbox. That's the kind of upstanding person she is. She ratted out her own father to make sure that the right thing was done. And this is a woman who always does the right thing. That's the story number one. The second story uh, is what was the story you just told? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, about the car seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I not remember, though? The second story I was going to tell you is we went to a Christian school growing up, we being my sister and I. My sister's eight years older than I am, so she you know, grew up fast and was gone. By the time I was 10, she was gone. But prior to that, she was going to this school called Faith Christian School. We were the Cougars. It was green and yellow, like the, like the Packers, but less interesting. The Packers have terrible colors. No offense to you, Packers fans. <laughs> so my sister asked for prayer request for, uh, for prayer in her class because they did prayer requests because it was Christian school, and she was praying that my that, that people would ask God to heal her grandmother because her grandmother tripped over the coffee table, and her head went through the TV. So the teacher called my parents to ask how whoever's mother it was, my dad's mother was, and my dad said she's fine. Well, Amy told us about. Her flipping over the coffee table and her head went through the TV. I want to make sure. What? That never happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that good? That's creative. My my son yesterday tore our basement to pieces, like all the nice toys thrown every which way. And he says, Yeah, I can't control my body. <laughs> <laughs> like like he father, said, like son. No, no, no. I'm not done yet. He said, <laughs> Oh no. He said, Like Michael Myers. Like from Halloween, Michael yes. Myers? Yeah, so dude over here this past Halloween was like finding some some YouTube like we have YouTube. Okay, which kid? Anderson. He was watching Halloween on YouTube. Man, I don't is, know how he got to it. That's scary. You can fault me all you want. You know good and well you throw your freaking iPad to your kids too. I'm not judging. Not you. you. I'm yelling oh. at that person. That one person be like, oh, he doesn't monitor his kids. Oh, no. Yes, I do. Zip oh. it. Uh, you know, Mike Michael Myers, the mask. You know what it's um, it's molded after. Um, no. William Shatner. Really? Is this truth? Yes. You know, William Shatner has a property in Kentucky. 
But anyway, yeah, it's a mold. It's a, a cast of William Shatner's face. But, you know, it's just a cast, and there's no eyebrows or details. And really? Holes. Yeah, you should look it up. Huh. Another thing that I'm being honest about in my old age, besides that I don't like animals, is I don't like spicy food. I don't either. It hurts. Yes. I think I know. Yes. You know what I'm saying. It just isn't. It's Your body is not meant to be like, oh, let's find the hottest pepper in the world and yeah, eat it. Yeah, but like a billion people worldwide are built to take that, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do a ghost pepper challenge. I'm not going to be on that. <laughs> Why are we? We're like arguing with each other. About <laughs> we're like, we're like dude, really exactly. mad. <laughs> Have you seen that um, YouTube <laughs> show where the guy? Yes. What's it called? Yes. He invites the hot, hot things. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Hot, hot things. Yes, hot talks or something like <laughs> no, that. No, dude, we, now we sound old. It's like let me get. Let, why don't we just get on this device? Go for it and Google. Google it. Go for it. When you're done, hand it to your kid and let him look at porn on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. That's awful. Anyway, the point was, Uh. when you look this up, these people are eating peppers that registers in the billions on the Schofield scale. Is it called the Schofield scale? Scoville. Scoville? Scoville? Gosh dang it. This Scoville. Am I right? I don't know. No. Y'all look it up on YouTube. There's this guy who inter- interviews celebrities. Who cares what they say? But they are. But it's funny to watch them try to talk seriously when they're eating the hottest peppers yes. on the planet. And yes. and uh, it's really not peppers. It's sauces made with the hottest peppers yeah. on chicken wings. Yeah. And these people are hilarious. He's actually a really good interviewer too. It's actually yeah, he is. He lacks uh, a. I think he's got a very dry delivery. Uh, that's probably intentional. Let me, let me, uh, this is killing me now. Is it called hot things? Killing me so. Okay, a third thing that I've realized I don't like. Animals in my house, spicy mm-hmm. foods, and staying up late. Really? Oh, I, I just, I mean, if it's the weekend, it's I'm It's not cool. called hot things, by the way. Keep talking, I'm going to find it. Just stay... It's just hard for me to stay up till midnight these days. It's just all I'm saying. But why do you do it? You do it all the time, I feel like. No, I do it only occasionally. Because of work. Hot stuff. What's something that you've learned that you don't like that you're starting to claim in your old age, 34? You're young. You're so young. My dad didn't make master... Toy maker until he was 430 something, whatever, however that goes. What's that from? Elf. Already started to watch that. I forgot. I've never, I've never really seen that all the way through more than once. I mean, you can't Everyone really loves it. Everyone loves it. Is it called Hot Takes? Nope. Are you sure? Uh, yes. I'm sure. Well, I mean, why don't you just look it up on YouTube? Now we're just dragging. We're going to try to find this before we do go. It is. It's First We Feast. Hot Takes. Maybe. That sounds right. Hot ones. Yes, first we feast. Let me see. Hot ones. Boom. Season 10. That's it. Yeah, but it's not hot takes. It's but, hot ones. Yeah, that. Hot ones. Yeah, hot ones. That's it. Okay. Well, we've spent the last five minutes boring you with that. What's something you have decided that you're going to claim that you don't particularly care for anymore or that you do? That do care for? Yeah. I, lo- I rake my yard every day and I love it. Serious. Really? Mm-hmm. And I have a blower and I still rake. I got a rake for my birthday last year, and I literally use it every day, and it's ridiculous. Like it's 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 probably going to be sitting next to the casket one day. 
you like rakes that much. It has a 15-year warranty. It's that badass. How much was this rake? I don't know, but it's huge. I mean, it literally is the wingspan of like me. Where does one find this I don't rake? know. I, it appeared. I said, you have I, a big yard? No. No, it's a nice, nicely groomed yard. I think that part of growing up and becoming a, a self is learning what we do and do not like and claiming it without apology. Mm-hmm. I don't like chocolate milk. Done. I I I don't want to like football. You genuinely like you have no desire to like football. I wish that I didn't like it because it's dangerous and I don't think it's good. But I like watching it. Did you? Yeah, there's a lot of research my, uh, the, and studies my team on that. Plays tonight. Well, Seahawks. Oh, I thought you're the Virginia Beach starfish. Seattle Seahawks. Ironically, the exact opposite side of the country. That's very true. But I went to the school, uh, my, the school I graduated from with the Atlantic Shores, Seahawks. Hmm. And um, that was our mascot. I don't like the NBA. That's it. That's the last one I'm going to say. I don't like it. Just don't like watching, you know, two stars play back and forth while the other. I don't like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and I somehow cannot not watch it when it's on because the girls are watching it. I want to be like moral high ground, like I'm going to go upstairs and do some work because this is stupid. I say that, but I stay and watch it. You just have your 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 laptop in your lap closed. Yeah. Yes. I have an idea for our next episode. I want to talk about diplomacy. Okay. We've talked about charisma. Next, diplomacy. This has been the 107th episode of You'll Die Trying. I'm still Jonathan Carroll. I'm Nathan, and I'm sorry I couldn't figure out what that title was called of the of what YouTube uh, Hot Ones. Feast, oh, good. Feast, I still don't remember. Hot Ones, um, the f- first we feast. And this is, by the way, episode 106. (laughs) Till next time.